0: Welcome to this latest instalment of the Ashmolean Latin Inscriptions podcast. I'm here with Professor Alison Cooley from Warwick, um, taking a look this time at some smaller and slightly less elegant inscriptions in our collection. So we're looking at brick stamps today.
1: These are repeated messages stamped on the clay before it's been fired that tell us information about the process of production behind the bricks. It gives us information about the landowner um, who owns the clay, about the workshop that produces the bricks and sometimes also it contains images which acts as an immediate visual signifier of who is producing the bricks.
0: If we look a bit more closely at some of the examples in our collection the first thing that strikes me is that these are not bricks as we know them I can see broken edges, so presumably these are not the entire originals.
1: No, that's absolutely correct. Originally, Roman bricks are not in the slightest like a modern brick. A Roman brick, in shape, originally is much flatter, much larger, and some of them are even two feet square, basically. Yeah, it's very big. So obviously, if you think of first of all the act of preservation, the chances of bricks surviving in their entirety down two thousand years. Is going to be quite slight but we've also got the, the habit of collectors to chip away the rest of the brick, the boring bit of the brick, and to keep the wonderful inscription that's preserved as a stamp either in a small circle or in a, in a rectangle.
0: If we now turn to some of the particular examples in the Ashmolean collection we can see there's a real variety in their appearances perhaps one of the most attractive in our collection is this little one that has a, a winged victory riding a chariot in the centre. So who is the, uh, the the brick producer of this one? Well, it probably comes
1: as no surprise to learn that this is actually connected with an emperor mm. because, after all, images of victory um, are very much an imperial symbol of the time. Think Roman triumphs, think triumphal arches, for instance. And this is uh, dated um, to the reign of the emperor Commodus around AD 180 to 192, and the inscription on the brick reads, Brick products from the estate of our emperor by Publicius Consors. So this is an example of a brick being produced to make
0: money for the emperor by an individual who was working for him. This phenomenon of putting imperial images or insignia on bricks uh, I know is not sort of confined to this particular example. There's one over here, another example we've got. Well, a rather unfortunate-looking eagle. He looks like he's been sort of spatchcocked onto the onto the seal, but the very distinctive image that we associate with with Rome and with imperial power.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, with eagles, of course, it's the bird of Jupiter, who's the king of the gods, the most powerful god. Um, so it then becomes used as a Roman military standard. The legions had eagles. Um, It was also used as a sign of apotheosis, the idea of life after death. The the image of an eagle itself has lots of different meanings, but it's very closely associated again with with imperial power and with Rome in particular. And in this particular example, the inscription tells us that the stamp was produced um, by the imperial financial department. And this is different from the other examples we've got because it doesn't name an individual. It's like having a Department of the Civil Service almost, um, producing bricks that would then be used for buildings put up by the state. And
0: if we turn to this third piece, which has been very tightly cut away from its brick to just leave that central stamp, um, we can see, is, is that a dog in the centre?
1: It certainly seems to be a dog. We can see a dog, front for, front paw raised, moving forward, almost wagging its tail as hmm. we look, I think. Um, but, in fact, the inscription around the side of it, I think, implies it's not actually a dog, but a wolf. Because the name of the landowner in this case is Marcus Rutilius Lupus. Hmm. And uh, Lupus in Latin means wolf. So I think here we have a sort of personalised logo created for the landowner as a as a quick signifier that he is the guy in charge of the, these brickworks. We also know more about Marcus Rutilius Lupus from other sources of information. And it's interesting to note that he was actually a very important man under the Emperor Trajan in the early 2nd century AD. We know that he was a high-ranking equestrian officer of the government. He acted as prefect of the grain supply and then governor of Egypt. So he was actually one of the most important equestrians in Roman society at the time. And it's very interesting to note that he was not above making some quick cash on the side through exploiting the clay that lay in the, the lands that he owned.